What's up, everybody? Today's podcast is brought to you by Sojourn's Fall Retreat. Fall Retreat is October 8th through the 10th, and it's an awesome weekend away at a campground. It's a time for college students from Rhode Island and Boston to have an awesome weekend. All weekend, we play games, meet new friends, have a ton of fun, and learn a little bit more about Sojourn. If you or a friend is interested, you can find all the info on our website that is linked in the description. We hope to see you there. Now, enjoy today's episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Living Room, or TLR for short. I am so pumped that you are here. We are so pumped that you are here. If you have no idea what you stumbled upon or you forgot since last time, TLR is a podcast and a community where we talk about life and faith and honestly whatever else comes up. We created this community for anyone who wants to join in on these conversations. If you want to get more connected with us, finding us on Instagram is the best way. We'd love for you to join us, meet new people, and get connected with all the different things we have going on around here. Don't worry, we linked all that in our description. Well, that's enough for me, for now. But wherever you are in your life journey, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. And it inspires you to continue this conversation and to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the living room. I'm so excited for today. Today in our living room, we got Tyler. What's we up? got your host, Nate. and But more importantly, we have a really exciting and awesome guest, Garrett. What's up, Garrett? What's up, Nate? Man. I'm, I'm the more important one than Tyler. That's true. That. 100%. 100%. Uh, I am so excited for this because anytime we get to talk to Garrett is a great time. Uh, I don't want to steal Garrett's thunder when he introduces himself in just a second, but uh, Tyler and I got the awesome privilege and honor of working with Garrett for a few years, and he is just an awesome dude and uh, just excited for this conversation. But Garrett, I don't want to steal your thunder. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself, who you are, how you got connected to Sojourn, whatever you want to share, my man. Um, hmm. Well, I got connected to Sojourn in college like most of you guys probably did. Yeah. Um, like you did, Nate. I man. did. Um, so I, it was 2016 and I'm going to give you the short, long, the long, short version. Uh, basically it was kind of a crazy year, 2016, just full transparency. Uh, Donald Trump was running for president <laughs> against Hillary Clinton and everybody hated everybody. And that was kind that was of a time. different day than, than yeah, it's completely different than five <laughs> yeah. years later. We've come a long way <laughs> since forty five years ago, but uh, so it, it kind of was at a point in my life where I didn't know how to part these seas, but leadership was important to me and relationships were important to me, and I found myself really asking like deeper, more meaningful questions about life and faith. And that, that was the summer, actually, that I stepped into my faith and became a Christian living in Newport, Rhode Island. And then um, I, I found this church. And then at this church, I met a, a, a woman that worked there named Elise, actually. And I told her that um, I would really love to start a, a group on the campus mm. to talk about life and faith, really just have like a place where people could 
have these more meaningful conversations with a lower temperature. Yep. Uh, but I, I remember exclusively telling her, like, I don't want it to be Bible studies. Those are kind of weird. <laughs> and um, she introduced me to Tyler over here. Yeah. So let, we'll pick it up here in a second. Tyler, uh, what what happened when you first met Garrett? What, what was that so, like? All I knew of Garrett, so it was like the typhoon of 2016. I don't know if yeah, you know. Yeah, sure. It was like mm-hmm. chairs. I was like getting out of the car to meet this kid <laughs> in the coffee shop, and like chairs were like flying through the air, and I was all like, this is crazy. What's going on? I left my wife, and I was like, but I want to go meet this random kid. Good luck in the typhoon. <laughs> and so that was a fun fight. So I was like, see you. And I get there, and all I knew about this kid is that he was supposed to be a football player. Big time football player. This big time wide receiver that was gonna, you know, be setting records and taking names. And so I, I meet this kid, and Garrett walks up to me, ends up asking me if I'm Tyler. And surely this couldn't be the 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 football the star football you heard of that I keep hearing about. So I'm all like, "Yeah, who are you?" And he <laughs> ends up telling me it's Garrett. And I was all like, "My my first thing I ever said to him, what was it, Garrett? I, I know you know." Uh. He said, man, you look like the coolest person I've ever met. Nope, I thought you'd be a little bit bigger for a football player. I thought you'd be bigger for a football player. I love uh, it. I love so it. So I said F you, and I walked away. That's um, that's not what happened because, you know, yeah, like pick it up from there. Like I think we hung out for about two and a half, three hours. Yeah. Uh, and, and in that meeting, he – we had this conversation and one of the things I talked to him about was leadership and the idea of uh, what that means. And he kind of laid out for me, what you guys did, what you mm-hmm. guys were doing at Sojourn. And uh, fr- from my eyes at that time, it sounded a lot like you guys were helping develop leadership programs for college students. And you took, you, you, you took, college students across the spectrum whether they were just like sort of in college didn't really know why they were there uh didn't really have a meaning didn't really have a purpose just maybe they're just came to party or came because like that's what you're supposed to do after high school and sort of tyler laid out really like a a structure to leadership to bring someone from like no meaning to meaning and purpose and that was the first time anyone's ever done that for me in my life it blew Mm -hmm. my mind and um that was sort of the idea behind even getting a group together and saying, mm. we want to talk about life and faith, but we want to make sure that we could grow, grow people too. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's something I want to be a part of. So he helped me start a group on campus. I got some friends. I met some other people at church. Actually, I met my wife now at that church. And then we kind of grabbed a bunch of students from um, my school, Salve. Yeah. And we started this little group. And yeah. then from there... Dude, this group... I'll jump in real quick because I was just telling this story to somebody else. This group for the first semester, the first week, I think we had what, like six people, like some of Garrett's friends he met. Some actually one person came and didn't really know people in the group, but somehow heard about it because that's who Garrett is and he invites random people. And, but for, so it was like six people in the beginning, but for the entire first semester, there wasn't one week. Actually, there's only one week that someone new didn't show up. That just shows you the power and how, fast and how ridiculous inviting and being welcoming was to this group yeah you know? actually i remember i remember that ongoing conversation about like when we realized after like our sixth meeting hanging out in this basement of our whatever building um 
we were like, hey, man, we haven't had every we every single week we've grown or had someone new. And we're mm -hmm. just like, wow, that's crazy. And that just kept happening. And, and that was like normal for this group. That was the weird thing. Like everyone there just thought like, is that just not what happens everywhere? <laughs> I'd in, uh, yeah. in retrospect, I think all we did was, and we've talked about this before, but all we did was tap into a little pocket that people desired. People desired to have a safe place where they could share ideas that were combative to other people's ideas and then sort of break them down and talk about them and sort of try and work that back to a meaning or a purpose. Well, and that's all we did. Zero expectation. Cause no one knew, like, I, I don't know if very many people had been in a group like this before. Like it was, I mean, it was structured, but also very unstructured. And so for them, like there was zero expectation for them. They, they just thought this was normal. Like another part of the group is that everybody started inviting each other out for coffees and like it became known as, Oh, you're the group that just takes people out for coffee. Like people, People got the vision of welcoming other people and then getting to know them and invest in them so easily mm. that it was just a part of the culture from the beginning that when people joined it, they jumped right in like, oh, this is what you do. And so that's why mm. it grew quickly. That's why the culture was so powerful. And no one knew any different except for me, who's led <laughs> many of these groups, and that's hardly never happened. So, yeah. so you know, backing up to your question is this became my senior year mm. and uh before quickly the six of us that started kind of going to this became this became what we started to do regularly mm -hmm. and then um i fell so much in love with being part of others lives and meeting with people for coffee and having hard conversations and being coached by tyler through this process that i ended up coming on staff with you guys after i graduated yeah, you did. Even though, even though it was uh, a ministry, and uh, no one ever in my family was in a ministry of any sort of any kind, um, I fell so in love with developing myself and students and hanging out with you guys. No, that I well, came to work for you guys and seeing life change. Like it was addicting because so much life change happened in those. I mean, lots of stuff happened. I mean, it's a longer story, but six months in being. I feel like 50 something people meeting and 21 baptisms later. I mean, it was talk about life change, man. People were like getting baptized at 10 in the morning or 10 at night. And like, I had a call like, Hey, we're getting baptized. Get me down here in an hour. And I'm in, you know, Cranston in bed and being like, what? And <laughs> like them inviting friends to it and their friends asking questions. And then even the people that didn't even come to faith, but just starting these really hard conversations that they've never even been a part of, of like, what does it mean to be a Christian? This is why I hate Christians. Like this honest, real conversations all happened. Um, yeah. And to this day, I've come to learn that if you're part of any group of any kind, club, team, sport, whatever, when you have people come for the first time and then come back next week with a friend, then you have something or you're mm -hmm. on to something. And that just kept happening. And today, uh, that core group of like 20 people, like 11 of them are people that are in my life today, so close to me. I talk to on a semi-regular basis. Yeah. I love it. It's wild. So that's how I became part of Sogame. It's a yeah. huge part of my life. I love it. And I love, you know, one of the things that, that you – mentioned several times in there is how it was just different than any other group you had seen up to that point that especially at a time when you're looking for a place to to be able to have conversations um and 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 lower the temperature on them 
Um, yeah. I, I know another thing that like um, that resonated with you and that uh, is one of the things that we try to be known for uh, as kind of our main topic today, like like having fun. And, and it's funny because that can seem kind of in contrast with everything you both have already said up to this point <laughs> like like i uh like definitely getting coffee with people can be fun but like when you're talking about serious life and faith conversations to um you know just yeah again just i mean politics like a lot of there's only certain types of people that describe some of those things as fun but i know that both of you are two of the people that when i think of fun you two are two people that come to mind and so we'll get into the deeper discussion about that in a second, but I want to start off a little lighthearted that what is just one of the most fun things you've ever done? And, um, have, and obviously it doesn't have to be like college or sojourn, but just in life. Well, honestly, the very first thing I think of right away is cliff jumping. <laughs> when, I was, when I was in high school in my hometown, Pennsylvania, um, there's this waterfall about 40 minutes away from my house and we would go up there in the summers and like you know, get a couple of cars full of people and go up, bring some food and drinks and stuff. And uh, like, I've always dreamed about flying and I, I dove off of this 35 foot cliff and I have this epic picture of it. Like it was like 2011. So cameras weren't even that good. My mom took it on her cell phone and it's unbelievably good picture. And I'm just full extension like swan dive <laughs> and uh i don't know i just think of cliff jumping because it's so free and it's also terrifying like there's never been a time i've gone cliff jumping where i didn't arrive at that place and just think to myself like oh no why, why did i even come here mm -hmm. i'm like this is dangerous and then i do it and i i learned how to do like a gainer and dive so uh that's fun to watch as well so people encourage me to do those things and i'm terrified but I do it and I can do it. And I think anyone can do it, but you just even jumping off of a 30, 35, 40 foot cliff is exhilarating. Mm. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know why that comes to my head. Yeah. I would say anything that's unplanned. And if someone says that's stupid, you shouldn't do it. I want to do it. So if that leads me to <laughs> Sir Hurricane Sandy, which ended me in the hospital or <laughs> backpack through Europe and I jumped every water fountain I could find in the city or yeah. if it's uh, jumping off cliffs, I love it. If it's, uh, oh man, I, if it's, uh, I was even um, the other day. I, I, I love, I love the aspect of just jumping in random people's cars. So if there's any kind of, um, <laughs> I don't know why, like, like I don't oh, know yeah, 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 I get it. Street, or hey, if I'm gonna be you get invited into those cars, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, okay. I, I will pull my thumb out and I will join anybody. If I, I love the aspect of like, I've done that multiple times and everyone says it's stupid and I'm not advising it safety third, but at the same time I want to do that. I want to jump in random people's cars and figure out their life. Or I want to pick up random people on the side of the street because if it's a little bit dangerous, there's something inside of me that's maybe stupid and maybe something wrong with mm -hmm. me, but it pushes my limits. So like you said, like it's a little bit scary, but you don't know what's going to happen. And then mm -hmm. you have a story and stories are the best so yeah, yeah. stories are the best <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm as adventurous as you guys but I definitely definitely get that like a lot of stuff that's unplanned tends to be like I don't know just like whether mm -hmm. like just yeah like whether it's hanging out with people or like again uh, hitchhiking like that um, picking people up yeah all that stuff 
I wanted to do that I haven't, I didn't get to do because then I got married and apparently my wife's not on board with this, but I wanted to hitchhike across America and just see how far I can get. I wanted to take a month <laughs> and just to see where I would end up. That sounds amazing to me. So uh, I think Mike Posner did that. I'd love it. That's me and Mike. Mm. That's fun. That's awesome. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, if you can't tell, uh, you, you both have this, this energy and, and I know that having fun is something that is important just individually to you guys, but then also to this community aspect, whether that's in Sojourn or now even Garrett for you outside of Sojourn. Um, like, and, and so I want to start off with what, what is the importance of having fun? Like, why is that something that, that. Garrett, for you, that you felt like was important and, and kind of one of the key parts that I think, I don't know if this is putting words in your mouth, but I think helped drive and make a lot of uh, that community possible. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I think I just flip it and think of what I would want to experience if I came into something. And it's like, when thing when you go when you show up somewhere new and it's not fun, it's like there's not much motivation to uh, be vulnerable there mm-hmm. or participate in that. So I think creating a space that's safe it has to be fun because uh, doing fun things brings people's walls down, mm-hmm. and that's why we would always like start with a game that was silly or meaningful or whatever. But um, doing something that allows you to tap into like the, the childlike mindset brings your walls down just enough to lower the temperature, recognize that everyone's just kind of stupid and silly like you are. And I think yeah. fun makes you more relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you think of a grumpy, grouchy person, like they're not that fun. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to become friends with them. Yeah, you definitely. I mean, you said this word, but you don't want to be. There, there is something about fun that it, it does. It lowers the walls. It allows you to be vulnerable. It allows you to connect first. Um, because because I think I think actually having fun is a vulnerability thing. Like you have to put yourself yeah. out there mm-hmm. to to do that. Um, and you know, because because in any example, whether even if it's in a small group setting or if it's you know. <laughs> you know, getting in a stranger's car, like any of these things, they're all vulnerable things that they can laugh about, that you enjoy doing, but then that can lead to deeper vulnerability. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, just on that, on that wavelength and while Tyler finishes thinking about his response to that question is, uh, Emily and I went out to dinner two weeks ago and, we went to a pizza place, a brick oven pizza place, because they were playing out that out. Uh, They're playing live outdoor music, mm. so we went to go there and hang out and like listen, whatever. And there was this little four year old that was just crushing it on the da- like dance floor. It was the only one up there, and apparently this kid was taking dance classes, so he had all the confidence. He's like bust out some thriller moves. He's just throwing his body around reckless- recklessly. We're sitting there at this table, just like laughing so hard at how much fun this kid was having. I mean, he was, he, he stole the show and Emily and I were just sitting there having this conversation about how, um, the, just the fact that we're older and more aware of what people think of us mm-hmm. is limiting our ability to have fun. Mm-hmm. And that kid 
I want to be more like that kid. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's uh, yeah. I I think about that all the time. I have a I have a six year old and a two year old, and like, is a six year old just Kinsley? She just jumps in at things at first. Yeah. Um, really quick funny story. Uh, she we're out to eat it, getting ice cream, and um. She was telling me how she's scared because she starts school next week, and she's like, "I'm scared that I'm not going to make friends. Like, I, I don't know if I remember how to make friends." And this, this kid is one of the most outgoing kids. She's a lot like you, Garrett, where she just like headfirst yeah. in everything, doesn't know a stranger, that. all that. And so it's so funny to hear her. And I mean, it's a little heartbreaking, but like to hear her be like, "Dad, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make friends." As soon as she says that, not five seconds later. There are these two kids who clearly were best friends playing. She just goes and inserts herself into their game that yeah. they're playing and starts playing with them. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, you're going to be fine, Kinsley. But also, to your point, I'm like, yeah. I wouldn't do that. Like, I didn't go mm-hmm. over to start talking to their parents. <laughs> I was like, right. you know. But, mm-hmm. Tyler, um, I know this is uh, this is something that you've been passionate about for years. Um, it's actually one of the things to, to just brag a little bit about sojourn in the culture that's here then one of the reasons i love staying here is that this is definitely something unique that we're known for it's one of the things that people um remember about their time with us or that they've heard about us or people like even that aren't even in new england with us like like they like sojourn they, they just have this culture of that like having fun is important to them the way we say it is fun and spiritual um and so i know you have a lot of thoughts on that I do. I'm actually always trying to find like a stat because I think my science even proves this that um, so we just adopted two kids and going a lot through the foster care system, too. And they talk a lot about trust and they say that like more than conversation, more than um, even like being vulnerable, all of that. The most important way to build trust is having fun. Like if you can get a kid to just have a ton of fun, like you said, the walls come down and like. Even when you said a little bit earlier, like usually people don't think talking about politics or faith or having conversations is fun. I, I feel like it's a disservice in the fact of we have these top, you know, taboo subjects of we don't touch that because that's not good or that's not fun. And I want to take everything that's people say are not fun and I want to turn it into fun, even if it's mm-hmm. meet. I would have mm-hmm. a meeting into the best meeting we can do and have a ton of fun, or if it's. I love pranking people. So if we're going to go to a meeting, let's prank somebody. Let's, let's, cause there's something about when you sh- have fun with somebody, there's a no better way to show love to other people. And I feel like for people, especially far from God, but just people who have trust issues, I think this generation more than ever, I think because of the world we live in, people are very guarded. Yeah. And I've learned that even through yeah. kids and the foster care system of like, actually like learning all about this, like fun just opens people up to, experiencing new things and lessening walls and i want to break down every stereotype especially of church like i want church to be the most fun because we would also say church and usually not fun and i'm like you have not hung out with me and garrett at church because i want to be the people in the front row being ridiculous or um a a tailgating before and after church like there's (laughs) so many ways that we can like it's just such young life had this quote and i love this they said um 
pretty much like the, the biggest sin in the world that you can do for a kid is not to have fun or to make spirituality not fun. And I 100% agree with that. I think I think Jesus joked around with his disciples. I think he was hanging out. I think he did something so different that attracted people. And I think especially for our day and age, making spirituality not fun is one of the biggest sins. And I've always resonated that with young life. Well, I guess, uh, Tyler, I'm, here's here's a question that I sort of go back and forth on or contemplate is when when I started working with you, I, I'll never forget one of the first things you, Tyler told me was, uh, uh, Garrett, there's no pride in this job. <laughs> like, you're not allowed to have pride in this job because you have to go out there and create environments that are fun. And a lot of times you have to be that four-year-old and that four-year-old had no pride, no ego, whatever. And I could just, I guess one of the things I thought of when you said it's really hard for people to do this in this day and age is it, it's true. And how much of this is an art form? Like how much of this is a craft? Um, I know that I've worked on it. I know that like, I love to create environments and I think I'm fun. I think maybe you invited me on here today because you think I'm fun, but this is a serious craft. It's an art form. If you want to get good at painting, you have to work at it. And I don't know. What are you guys thoughts on that? It's funny because that uh, that reminds me. So I've been, for better or worse, on TikTok, and one of the things that I've seen recently is there are people who are doing these, um, like, uh, uh, was it rejection therapy? Is what it's called, and like they just a hundred days of trying to get rejected each day, and awesome. it was funny watching it because I was like, a lot of the so it was a, the whole premise behind it is putting yourself in a situation where people say no to you, so you get used to being rejected and so it's usually things like but also what's crazy is you see people find the things that people say yes to like this one guy was like he has to pilot if he could like sit in the like the chair of the cockpit and the pilot's like yeah sure get on up here and like showing him the switches and i'm like i don't know if that's safe um but but anyway uh and um but but watching this guy these some of these people do it i just realized how much what you just said is true that that you got the chance to do when you were working with us that we get to do all the time and trying to create these communities <laughs> like we get rejected all the time and yeah and, and you put yourself yeah. out there and and you put yourself out there even even in doing something fun like inviting people to do something with you again all that's just vulnerability um but yeah mm-hmm. i i definitely think it's an art form it's something that like I'm more comfortable with now than I was, you know, because you've seen ago. a lot of rejection is what you're saying. You've been rejected so much that I you're know. willing to yeah, it's like, it doesn't even, it, it doesn't phase me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's definitely part of it. Yeah. Just, so, so when we went to Mexico and there was a language barrier, there was an, uh-huh. age mm-hmm. gap, there was a gender gap. I mean, there was, I mean, every kind of gap you can think of when we were, yeah. I mean, even just how we grew up and our, I mean, you could just go on and on. And yet I still remember being in Mexico with these girls, um, and trying to, I remember like being like, this is so awkward. Like I can't even speak the language. And I remember just kicking a ball at one of them. And it, it just goes like, I feel like college students are the exact same way. Like I feel like they want to, have, they don't know how to do it. There's a part of me, I agree with Garrett's statement that we need to learn how to have fun again. I think we need to be okay with being rejected. Like you said, Kinsley's, she, she has a, she's fearless. And because of that, she has a ton of fun and people are attracted to her because of that. And at the same time, I like fun because it's one of the only things you don't need to be taught. So it's kind of like this double-edged sword. I think we have to learn how to have fun, but everybody 
can have fun. It's every culture has it. Every culture, it's it's like stories and eating together and having fun, like the three values that every society is centered around. And yet, when we all do it differently, we got to figure out what that is, and that's what you kind of got to learn. I think honestly, like that is a, a a thing we have to learn. How do you how do you engage different types of people? But the art of having fun is embedded in us at a very early age, and no one has to teach us that. And I feel like we've made church and all this other stuff so complicated where we have to teach people how to do it. Why don't we do the one thing you don't have to teach anybody to do? Just kick a ball around or prank them or do something just to put a smile on their face. And like I said, I think that's the ultimate form of love because it not only lowers walls, it makes people feel included. One of the biggest things you guys know is nicknames for me. I love nicknames. It sounds so stupid, but it's fun for me. And I think it's fun for other people to feel included. I want more than ever people to feel included because that's what Jesus did the most. Like people never felt on the outside, mm-hmm. except if you're a, a Pharisee who wanted all about <laughs> But you're a fun Exactly. <laughs> like, like I love that, and that's the biggest thing that fun can do, and that's why it's spiritual. It, it gives value to people again, mm-hmm. rather than making it about yourself. And I think that's a lesson that, man, if you're a part of a community like that, man, it changes you. I, I feel like one of the things that we're talking around that we're saying without saying is is like the mindset of fun. Because like Tyler, if if you have the wrong mindset and you're pranking somebody, if you have the wrong mindset and you're giving out nicknames, it's a completely different story. And if you have the wrong mindset and you go to uh, a place like Mexico and you work with these kids, mm-hmm. um, it's a totally different story. And I just I think that that's a part, a huge part of having not only having fun for yourself, but also creating an environment where you can have fun is the mindset behind it, which I That's think maybe a hundred percent. I agree. I think that even like the statement safety third, if you don't understand that statement and you're doing it for yourself, I agree. Like if your mindset is, I want to have fun. I want to be the center of attention. I want friends. Like that is a, that is actually super damaging. <laughs> and that's a, that's the opposite of the culture word. So I a hundred percent agree with that. You got to have fun for the sake of, I, this is a, I want to create fun, not only for myself, it's also for us, but to gather people together. And I think college has the idea of having fun, but it's like you said, Gary, it's a hundred percent the wrong mindset. It's always geared towards themselves rather than others. Yeah. So that's a good, good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. I think, um, this just reminds me one more quick story, and then if you guys uh, have final thoughts, we'll head into wrapping up. But it, it, uh, <laughs> it I remember this time. I remember this was a a moment on campus where every there's this group of people, and the only thing that united them was that they came to Sojourn. Like there's, I mean, you had you know yeah. just all different types of people, and. And I, I remember being like, man, I really hope that, that these people become a community. And it was one of the things that I personally was just praying about. Again, they're Christians, non-Christians, just, again, all kinds of people. And so we're playing this game, Nine Square, which you guys both know really well. And, you know, it's nine Which people. we stole from a bunch of junior high kids. That's how we learned the game. And I was like, <laughs> guys, don't play this game right. But we're going to take it and make it. Yeah, and, and you know, so in this game, nine people are playing similar four square. You hit the ball in the air. Great. Well, um, again, this group of people, I'm like, man, I really hope that these people become a community. This is my, this is one of my big like 
stepping stones that I was I was praying for. And so we're in this game, and and I'm in the middle, which is the spot you want to be. I'm the one that gets to serve and stuff. And I hit it, and I hit it another square. They hit it and stuff. Anyway, this other person clearly gets out. Okay, it was not me that got out. Somebody clearly else. And this entire group of twenty people look at me and go, "Nate, you're out." And I was like, "No, I'm not." And they're like, "No, no, no. We all saw it. You're all out." And like they all ganged up on me to say that I was out of this game. Now the competitive part of me was like, "F you guys, I'm not out." But then I was like, "Oh my gosh, they just got unified for the first time." Around having fun, like kicking me out, okay. But like, I totally was like, I'm so pumped right now that they got unified yeah. on this, uh, yeah. And and that was a mile marker for me. That I'm like, yeah. that's so funny. You know that that's a hilarious story, and I love it because um, I think I've watched Tyler become an expert at this: is being willing to make himself the target of everyone else's like. Hatred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and I don't know. If if I had to take away one thing from this conversation is uh I think I'd walk away just trying to be more like scientific minded and understanding of what what it takes to create a, a fun environment because it really is so much different fine-tuning. It's an art form, it's crazy because Tyler, again, back to this example, is he's allowed himself to be picked on by people, literally allowing them to unify around something like a common goal. And we know this is true in other areas of our life. And it's just hilarious because for him, that his mindset is to create a fun environment. So mm -hmm. he's willing to be picked on. Mm -hmm. And everyone else is perfectly comfortable making fun of him because whether he's like older than them or because he's a ginger or because he, whatever the reason... <laughs> <laughs> is he's been able to remove and again this is like a new thought so i'm just sort of putting it to the wall but uh he's able to remove the his feelings and emotions so that everyone can have fun well it becomes and not about well, fun fun and that's that's the story that you told me works if you have the value of better together like if you don't mm -hmm. have better together as a value Fun is spiritual in a lot of ways could be at least just fun could be very damaging, like I said. Mm -hmm. But if it's but if it's used as a better together and even I mean all of our values in Sojourn, but like they all work together yeah. so yeah. well. And I, I, I keep going back. I agree with Garrett about the mindset. Like I never connected that. I mean I did cloud is super important. Oh. Well, I even think of the amount of times that you and I have just spent hours on the quad at URI playing spike ball. And this is something I don't know how to communicate to people or like my wife or really anybody, but like the way you and I worked together being friends for so long is like our whole goal, the mission was to make friends and have fun. And so if we had two people that uh, aren't athletes and never played spike ball day in our life, we would split up and we would focus on helping our teammate get much better and have fun and sort of, we would remove the fact that we wanted to win the game at all. We would just focus on fun, but we were able to sort of shift and without even saying it, if we had two people that were competitive that want to play against us, we would ramp up our competition. And we'd like being able to like sort of fluidly move through what it takes to have fun with the people around you is, an, is an art. And well, I don't we know how to dial that in or anything. We haven't even talked about like, what's fun for me is not at all fun. For yeah. The other right. Right. So like, it's one of those things that that's also an art form. And it's really hard for me in a lot of ways because I like to 
mm-hmm. kick a ball or run or be athletic. And like some people don't. And so we've, we've tried, this is what you have to learn. And we've learned that over the years of like, what's it look like for Sojourn to reach all people for fun. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes that means you don't have as much fun, but once again, it goes back to better together. That's, that's the key thing that we have but, to act. See, like, but, but, but you're changing what your measurement of fun is. Fun for you is if everyone's having fun. So it doesn't matter what you want. What you want is for everyone to have fun. So you change the marker for what is fun for you. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like, I have this example I tell people all the time about mindset. It's like, I suck at golf. Golf's not that fun for me. Okay. I've only golfed like eight times my whole life, but I decided, uh, like four times ago that uh screw golfing the way everyone else golfs okay it's not again it's miserable for me and i'm not good at it yet so instead of uh counting golf the way regular people do with is like the lower number you have at the end the better you do i just said i can't play that way that makes it too hard i mean shift my mindset about what fun is for me what success is for me and my whole goal is to just not lose any balls so it totally shapes the way i go about playing that game and it means that my whole goal is to just keep the ball in front of me, which means I don't even drive. I take out a seven iron and I just like whack it a hundred yards. And then I go and I whack it another hundred yards. Like, I don't care how many times it takes me to get it into the hole. I'm just trying not to lose a ball. So if I walk out of there with like 600 strokes, but I didn't lose a damn ball. Like that's so fun for me. It was a blast. <laughs> and we haven't even talked about this though. Like, how do we do this in the church well? Because this is what the church has notoriously been horrible at. So mm-hmm. how do we do this? How do we turn spiritual conversations, what Nate even said, like alluded to, like so many students especially are like, oh, I'm not doing that. But how mm-hmm. do we, I don't care if it's, you want to drink a beer and have and have conversations about faith. I'll do it. If that's fun for you, we need to make, and mm-hmm. I, I, obviously there's limits to all of this. Like you, you can't put your fun over the agenda, what you're trying to do. But I think we have to get better at making spirituality not only fun, but I think engaging. And that's what fun is. Fun is engaging. And we don't do that well because we're so focused on this is how we've always done it. This is not appropriate. Or this is like church has to be sitting in a pew and dressing a certain way. And so that's why I think Sojourn has changed how I think we do church in a lot of ways, at least um, in our group, and how trying to dismantle those stereotypes. And Well, I think part- that – I'll, I think I could say that what Sojourn just shifted, uh, you know, did differently than the church because Sojourn is the church. What we've done really well is just point out that fun is part of it. Because mm-hmm. you know? I think churches have fun. I think people would say that, like, oh, my church does this cookout. That was fun. Like, I think churches have fun. I don't think it's fair to say they don't ever have fun. I just don't think that they highlight it and emphasize it and build events around like fall retreat is built entire around having fun. I don't care where you are on the spectrum. I don't care what you believe. Just come have fun with us for a weekend. And who knows, maybe that'll lead to some good conversations. But like, um, I think we just point it out more. There's more of an emphasis on it. It's like, uh, you guys are playing the game this way. I'm just trying not to lose a ball. I'm pointing out fun. I don't know. Hmm. That's my opinion on it. But I I know, I know one of the things that, um, uh, that 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 people will point out to me that I've heard over the years is like all of this sounds nice, but if you are a Christian and faith is something you take seriously and stuff, um, a lot of people in that camp will be like, "All right, Nate, like I hear you, you know, Garrett, Tyler, I hear you, really passionate about having fun, and that sounds good, but like, is any of this? This is a question I get all the time. Is any of that like 
biblical or did Jesus ever model that and stuff? And and I always think it's very funny that that's a very common question that I get because um, I think it just highlights how, again, you know, we can split the words up, but like how we either miss it or there's something going on there because there is so many good things that like, that, <laughs> that like there's so many good examples of Jesus doing that. Um, I think Matthew parties is the biggest one, uh, yep. where, where he, Matthew or Levi, depending on which gospel you read this happening in, but like he goes with Levi to do all these, uh, all these tax collectors that people look down upon and he's just hanging out with them and, and having a party so much so that the religious leaders show up and they're like, what's going on here? It even made the other disciples nervous. They were like, this is new yeah, for no, us. This is not, this no, is not normal. Little- yeah, a little bit crossing the line. That's what I love about it. It's everyone was uncomfortable, but Jesus, hundred percent. You know, you know, as we're kind of like bringing this conversation together, I'm. I think I'm passionate about this right here. I think that Paul teaches us, especially in Philippians, that uh, if you're someone that says I believe in the Christ that that He came and died, I think your responsibility is to figure out how you how to make every situation possible fun. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's what you're signing up for when you say, I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. I follow Jesus. I think you're committing to changing the conversation around, this sucks, it's not fun, and complaining and feeling like you can complain to saying, man, here's why I'm struggling to make this fun. Like, I don't think you get to say this sucks, it's not fun. I think, and it's hard to do. I'm not saying we should, I'm not saying that this is easy and it's a switch. I'm just saying what we sign up for when we follow Jesus is to restructuring our mindset and re like tuning it into a conversation about how it was hard to draw what was fun from this event or this service instead of like, here's why it sucked. And I would push on, I, I would say bringing other people joy. Cause I don't know if it has to be always, I mean, obviously certain, we're not, Every every circumstance has to be fun. We're obviously, I can tell you a lot that, I mean, there, there's a time and a place. There's a time for everything. There's a time to cry. There's a time to laugh. I I just feel like, and I agree with Garrett. I think right. we take too much time to make spirituality super serious, and we forget that God has made us. I mean, over over and over in the Proverbs and the Psalms, He talks about laughing and joy and. Um, I, mean, I love those those synonyms of of all those types of words, and we don't talk about that enough. Like I love that it talks about laughter is the best medicine, and the fact of mm-hmm. how we live our life. And that, that's a paraphrase, by the way, not a quote from Jesus. Um, I think <laughs> it does talk yeah. a lot about laughter in the Psalms, and I just think that's an emotion we don't sometimes talk about. It's not related to church, even though it should yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've reserved the right to change my mind on my previous statement, but <laughs> I, I stand by it for now. And, and, and I don't know, I, I believe it. I believe it, that what well, you said is true, Tyler, and that we, we now have a responsibility to bring joy into environments. Well, even when it's hard, even when it's hard. A hundred percent. I mean, it, this is what I love about this podcast in general, but then this conversation is that like, this is definitely in my life been something that Sojourn has helped um, lead and forced me to think about, um, and 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 I've loved that, and it's impacted my life. I've seen the impact, um, and it's definitely like there's 
one big takeaway from any episode we do, it is to hear this conversation and think about it, wrestle with it, feel free to disagree with it. We may disagree with ourselves later, depending on, on the topic. But um like so I always say I reserve the right Garrett to change said, my mind. <laughs> like that it's the conversation. Um something that I know that we're not gonna change our mind on though, and this is where I wanted uh Garrett you to close us out. Um just a totally shameless plug on why somebody should go to fall retreat. If somebody listening right now, they haven't signed up yet. Um, why should they go to fall retreat? Oh man, gosh, I think a little story of fall retreat, man. If you're listening to this and you don't know the story of what fall retreat did for Will Arnish, man, that'd be cool one for you to hear. But why I think you should go to fall retreat. Hmm. You know, I think that the universities in general don't do an excellent job of bringing schools together under the umbrella of like, let's just have fun. Mm. Let's just grow and have new people and have fun. And I think that uh, Sojourn with the network of schools in Rhode Island has made that a huge part of what Sojourn does and I've seen my friends and when working with Sojourn I've seen my students stay connected with other students throughout Rhode Island like Genesis is a great friend of mine I know I met her through Sojourn and I mean that weekend on the front end of a school semester especially for freshmen and sophomores what fall retreat does is totally break down the walls and set a new mindset for, for individuals about how to have fun on their campus individually. And I love that. I love that. Plus it's any, it's a whole weekend. That's I remember when I planned all the events for the Olympics, uh, it's a whole weekend that's catered toward all different types of fun for different people. Mm-hmm. Every event we plan was built so that this kind of person can have fun or if they're competitive, that this is the event that they would have the most fun. The whole, the whole weekend is literally putting thought into how to make things fun for all different kinds of people. Yeah. I'll say so. I'll say this real so quick. Cool. That's so cool. Fall retreat allows you to truly be human, and I say that in the fact of like we take away different. Like we want people. We talk about emotions and like you sh- like that's who you are. We yeah. don't talk about how God created people to literally have fun. And I think it's embedded in who we are, and so when you you have fun, you're truly living out your purpose. I, tr- I truly believe that. Yeah. As how. I, 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 you and that's a bold statement because it'd be like our purpose isn't to have fun i there's a limit to that i 100 it's obviously to also take care of people and to look after the poor and like all these other things that we have to put inside of that but truly being having fun and being joyful which i think fall retreat is like that is it that is the epitome of what fall retreat is it allows you to truly be who god created you to be and i'm bold enough to say that so good. I would add, I would, I would build on that and just say it allows you to be yourself. You're in an environment where you only know a handful of people and you might never meet these people again and you can just be yourself. And, and Sojourn has figured out how to break people's walls down, bring the temperature down and make people comfortable feeling vulnerable. I love it. And forward streets full of that. So love it. Love it. Well, I wish I could go, man. What are the dates? What are the dates? She could do October 8th. Columbus Day weekend. What? Yep. Yep. We'd love for you to come. Yeah. I mean, if you're listening and signed up now, if that's not enough, uh, we would love for you to be there. Um, There is in our description more info about that, so make sure to check that out. Um, 
yeah well garrett we always ask people to to close out you know we close out by saying stay awesome but i, I would love for you to do the honors this week like can you just tell everybody to stay awesome for us well nate tyler uh i don't need to tell you guys to stay awesome nate i'm super pumped that you put this podcast together and that you're really just going all out this is typical oh, Garrett, by the way we asked him to say something he goes and going you know, <laughs> nate, it's so cool to see you just go full send on full the send. podcast uh technology and all our, all the stuff it's really hard to figure out and you're doing it really well so uh, i hope you guys have me back sometime that's a plug for me for sure i love doing this i hope that we didn't go too far over because i do talk a lot uh but in terms of sojourn sojourn alumni future sojourn people listening stay freaking awesome Love you guys. Good job. I just want to live. I just want to live.